be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. And they said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen in its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star. And entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. There are certain events in history that become focal points. They're remembered century after century. People still refer to them. But there is one event that changes them all. One event upon which the entire universe must focus before and then after until the end of time. 
And that event is the coming of God into, into his creation. God becoming visible in this event. The whole universe, yes, focuses on one place in one point in time. The universe, Roman Empire, and these magi who symbolize all humanity. There are those today who would say that this is just a sort of pious story, a little bit of Jewish midrash thrown in to suggest that all the Gentiles are called uh, to uh, the fruits of redemption and to salvation. But this is the sort of thing you would have expected to happen. The whole world, as it was known at the time, was focusing on Palestine. They didn't, didn't even know why. The Roman poet Virgil, in his fourth Georgic, alludes to this event. Someone's coming. Even the Delphic Oracle, there was something coming. And so, when a sign appears in the sky, people take notice, especially these people, the Magi. They were known for their wisdom. We don't call them wise men for nothing. They were known all over the Roman Empire for their wisdom. They studied the stars. They were astrologers. They were into astrology. And God will use their superstition to bring them to him. And so there is some visible sign. Oh, scientists have been talking about it for centuries. What was it really? We don't know what it was. But something appeared that told them it was time, and they knew where to go. They knew where to go to seek this child, this prince, this king. And so they do. They go to Jerusalem, and they go to Herod. And we are told that when King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. All Jerusalem had good reason to be troubled if Herod was troubled. Herod is a well-known figure. I have mentioned before there are certain names parents don't give to their children. Herod's one of them, uh, as Jezebel is another for a girl. Uh, And Herod is certainly one of them. He could do wonderful things, but he was insanely jealous and suspicious. You may recall he killed and murdered one wife and two sons. So worried was he about losing his power. You may recall, too, that Augustus Caesar said it was safer to, with play on words, it was safer to be Herod's pig than it was was to be his son. Uh, And so he is worried. There's a king. And he doesn't know what to do. And so the Magi then are told to go and search for this king. But first he brings in the chief priests and the scribes. They want to know exactly where. And they tell them, Bethlehem. Did they go? No. There were no priests, no scribes. As I said last week on Christmas, only two types of people Shepherds and Magi. Those simple people and those wise people. They go. They want to see this child. They don't understand really who he is or why. 
but they know they must go. They don't know at this moment that they represent all of the Gentile world, the first to ever see this newborn king, the first to ever see God made visible. And so they go. And their appearance is interesting. We've always associated them with three because of the gifts. In the East, the tradition was 12. We have no idea how many magi there were that went to this event. Uh, we simply know that they were there. And notice what they, we are told. Behold, the star that had been at, seen at its rising preceded them until they came and stopped over the place where the child was. And entering the house, here again, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. St. Joseph is not mentioned at all. Uh, but the woman is. We keep coming back to that, don't we? With Mary, his mother, the woman, the new Eve, naturally she's there. Uh, the two of them are there. So they come and they do him hom- did him homage, uh, recognizing him, although not fully recognizing him. Their gifts are quite beautiful. Uh, two of them are pretty obvious, gold and frankincense. Gold for a king, frankincense for a god or a priest. And myrrh. He was buried with a hundred pounds of it. That myrrh must have troubled the Blessed Mother. Remember, we heard that Mary uh, pondered all these things in her heart. And the myrrh must have been something she pondered in particular. What did it mean? Uh, She knew what it was used for, uh, burial. But what did it really mean? There were so many things the Blessed Mother had to live without knowing completely. She knew in general that she knew who her son was, but she didn't have uh, a total vision of what her her life was going to be or what would happen to him. Uh, She knew that there was going to be a sacrifice, although she didn't know the totality of that sacrifice. In any event, they come, and we come. We come over and over and over again, and we come here to see what they saw, except in an even greater way we come here. Uh, The Lord has manifested himself to all humanity. You and I have a mission in life. We have a mission to reveal him to the world in which we live. Remember that by our very nature we are prophetic people. By our baptism we are prophets. A prophet makes known the will of God. Prophet makes known Jesus Christ come into his world. That's our job. We are called to make him known. But first we must come here and be with him. We must come and do what the Magi did. We must come and worship. And in our case, to worship and to receive. We are more blessed than they. They could look upon the child and they could know and they could adore, but they could not really enter into the mystery as we enter into it. So we give thanks then today to God for this great revelation that you and I have seen, for this great moment in history that remains with us until the end of time. Strange, isn't it, that the entire universe is focused on what we are doing here. As it was focused on that event, it is focused on this. You and I are present here at this moment in time uh, to witness it. But as I said, not simply to witness, it's to receive and to become. We then can leave as they left, uh, except 
we possess him in a way they did not. And we have something to say to the world in which we live.